Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning, and that means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive-related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. It's New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And, of course, you can also uh, check us out. Um, on Facebook, Facebook Live. Hey, uh, RJ, are we on uh, Global or uh, New Mexico? We're, we're still on Global Motorsports Report. All right, so we're on Global Motorsports Report uh, at Global Motorsports Report. You can check us out. Um, we'll also uh, throw it over there to New Mexico Motorsports Report um, a little bit later. But uh, got to start off with a uh, happy belated birthday uh, to Dan. Dan, you got some guests in the studio this morning. Yeah, man. Uh uh, my my wonderful girlfriend surprised me yesterday with uh, my siblings in town. Uh, so my uh, my younger brother and my younger sister are in town from North Carolina, and so I thought I'd bring them to the studio this morning. And uh, it's just good to have them here. I gotta ask you, big game tonight. I mean, uh, are, are we gonna see rioting in the streets, or what's up with that? Man, we're absolutely going to see rioting in the streets. <laughs> I've got a buddy that's living in Raleigh right now, and I think he. Be- I, I got to be checking up on him, make sure he's okay, make sure he's not a part of that. Uh, <laughs> any couch burning going on in either Chapel Hill or Durham tonight? Because uh, it'll be wild. It's going to be quite a matchup, and uh, and RJ, man, uh, had a had a big week. He did. Uh, this is your uh, second full week with uh, with farmers. How's how's the business going? We're getting the hang of it, man. Uh, it just it's a total change in process. I'm trying to get my natural market and just kind of learn how to talk about it. But yep. you no, know, I work with good people. I have a district office that's really attentive and helping out. And you know what? It's it's a uh, it's worth the try. I'm trying it out, and no, feeling good about it. Ah, oh, fantastic, man. I mean, enthusiasm's half the battle. So you're you're already well on your way. Working well, on it. Speaking of which, I mean, we got a packed show today. Uh, Lau Greenberg uh, in the studio. Uh, tell you, retirement's looking pretty good for that guy. Uh, as well as we got an event coming up in May, but registration is now open for the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, and Michael Gonzalez and uh, Troy Rivas are going to be in the studio. And big race Tuesday night, uh, last Tuesday night, World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. We're down in Vado. We got some audio from the top three finishers uh, from Spencer Hill. So we're going to be uh, uh, sharing that a little bit later. But, dude, we got to get going with the calendar because uh, this is a packed show. A lot of ton, a ton of great events that are coming on, that is for sure. We always try to start with our great local events. So starting out first with Albuquerque Dragway, where they're going to have – now, last week they took off for the circus. We can't forget that. Right, exactly. <laughs> they took off for the circus, which we thought was almost a joke. We had to do some research on that bad boy. But they're going to go on. They're back to their street-to-strip event that's going to be Sunday, April 3rd. It's going to be presented by Your Wood Performance. Gates are going to be open from 11 to 4 p.m. So go out on a beautiful Sunday. It looks like it's going to be great weather. Support Albuquerque Dragway and have a great time seeing some amazing racing right now. So it's April now. So that means that it clay season's opening. Uh, when is uh, Sandia going to get uh, get some sprint cars on that clay? So Sandia, with everything going on, so their season opener for Sandia 
Speedway is going to be April 16th, where they're going to have 360 wing sprints, X-Mods, Street Stocks, Cruisers, and the NMDA all going to be out there April 16th at 3.30. But they do have an event they're actually not squeezing in, but one that was found on our calendar where they're going to have actually that amazing, the Whiskey Garage Drift Series is going out there. It's actually going to be today, y'all. So April 2nd, it's going to be from noon to 6 p.m., so a great full day of events where our officer Dan Brockett, of course, is going to be there with so many amazing people. You've got to see this different type of, it's not right, it's drifting. It's something totally different that only a few times a year, like these special events come out. So it's going to be round one of their drift series. Go out there to Sandia Speedway and see some great stuff. So we're going to slide that in. Ooh, sure enough. You like that one? All right. <laughs> Albuquerque Super Lap. Next week is round one. That's right, round one, April 9th of the ABQ Super Lap. So you can go out there and... uh uh, test your time on the road course against uh, other other drivers. But Vado Speedway, who this is a quick turnaround from a big, big race on Tuesday night uh, to racing tonight with the Hot City Nights. Man, Vado, they pack so many great events and what they have going on, that Hot City Nights. I just love how they talk about it pretty much. They pick up for a certain amount of cities around New Mexico where they get kind of like a reduced kind of, you know, pay in to go in. It's only yep. $5 for the cities of Vado. Bernillo, Mesquite, La Mesa, Santo Tomas, all coming out there uh, tonight. The racing starts at 730, so go out there and support the Hot City Knights with the non-wing sprints, USRA stock cars, the super trucks are going to be out there tonight, pure stocks, and legends. So, packed full event for Votto. Well, I know Spencer's been working hard for the last two weeks. Uh, he uh, is going to be there with his car, uh, get going with the 77 uh, tonight, so you definitely want to check it out. Alien Speedway. Yeah, they're getting open, too, over in Roswell. Yeah, they've had so many these practices and so many great events that they've been charging up. Tonight is actually, I kind of say, the last of the opening nights that they have planned out. So (laughs) opening night, April 2nd, with the USRA Modified Stock Cars, Hobby Stocks, the AMS Bombers, and the Junior Cyclones are all going to be out there at Alien Motor Speedway. I have the full calendar listed right here. They have events going on all the way until December, and this is just the start of a packed great ceiling season for alien speedway at absolutely uranium they got a test in tune april 23rd and 24th but uh moriarty mx uh getting fired up uh round three uh today and tomorrow yeah they they've already they've been packing on some great series so far they had the loretta win qualifier that was march 19th to 20th so this is going to be round three of the lucky 13 race series so for 2022 more uh moriarty mx having some great stuff out there so Today is going to be kind of like the practice, everything kind of getting rolling while racing is going to go on tomorrow, April 3rd. So go out there, support some two-wheel racing because they got some really fun stuff out there. All right, man, car shows. A smoking oldies car show. Yeah, the smoking oldies, man, is something that we always have to try to talk about. But, no, they have some fun events going on. So they're actually going to be out uh, in Deming. So we try to cover all of New Mexico, of course, but that's going to be at the Courthouse Park and. Deming, New Mexico, see the Smoking Oldies Car Show, where they have, I mean, they have a lot of cool tricks up their sleeves, a lot of old cars that come out there that have been going there for years. It's a nice long event, so go out there and support if you're on the Deming area. So I guess if you want to see some Mopars, you could do that this morning. Yeah, so this was a fun event that we kind of saw going on. So it's the it's the 2022, the Mopar Cars and Coffee that they have. It's going to be from 9 to 11, so actually going on as we speak. It's at the El Camino Dining Room which is at 6800 4th Street uh, Northwest. So 9 to 11, so right after the show, we're going to yep. see some great racing out there. 
great. Uh, <laughs> there better not be any racing I on hope Fourth not. Street. No, no, on that one, I think it's more of a nice, chill cars and coffee, but some Mopar events, some great stuff to go out and see. You know how many times we get in trouble for burnouts after uh, car shows? Remember the cruise? Yeah, that's all I talked about. It's like no, oh, exactly. none of that going on, guys. <laughs> we're cruise and we're trying, and it's like no. We, so we didn't have anything to do with it. Just as a clarification, that's not on us. I'm uh, revving it up a little bit. Yeah, okay. let, 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 let's go to the next one. Uh, Two-day event started yesterday, uh, finishing up today. Yeah, so this event, I mean, what they have going on, it's the 23rd. And I love when these events have been going on. They're kind of restarting up. But uh-huh. the 23rd annual main event car show and cruise, it's at the Heritage Plaza in downtown Artesia, where pretty much yesterday or yesterday they had everything rolling where they had like a cruise and a parade going on. That was kind of later on, so people come out, and it was also where registration was happening. For today, it's going to be a show from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. with the Decades Award going at 3 p.m. There's going to be food trucks, face painting, a ton of fun stuff for the kids, a lot of great events for everyone to come out and see for Artesia. It's at the Artesia Chambers is where you get all the information. But for downtown Artesia Heritage Plaza, it's the main event car show and cruise. Awesome. April 16th. Yeah. Uh, going to... Uh Raise a little bit of money for Manzano High School. Yeah, they've, they've kind of planned out this family day is what they're calling it. So family day where it's a family day and car show where it's going to be fun for all. They're going to have food trucks out there. It's going to be kind of mid-afternoon, but it's from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. April 16th, so only two weeks away. But trying to talk about all the cool April events coming up. Absolutely. So uh, we're tied on the break, but uh, definitely got to get a shout-out to the 20th Annual Park in the Park uh, that's going to be at the Rio Rancho Event Center. So don't go to Capazon Park. you got to go out to Rio Rancho Event Center. Uh, address on that is 2516 King Boulevard, 10 to 4, free admission to the public, food trucks, vendors. Uh, DJ Stevie Cruz is going to be there. Uh, Steve's cruising with the oldies. They're going to have a beer garden. Uh, fun jumps for kids, open to vehicles of 35 years and older. So I guess I, I could qualify for that, you know, being over 35. Done right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we got a whole lot more coming up, including we're going to catch up with Lyle Greenberg on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. ESPN Radio, 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. This is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And I'm uh, sporting my Cone Hunter uh, t-shirt. i got to turn around so you can see it on the back. Heck, yeah. In the studio, Lyle Greenberg. Hey, Lyle, how's uh, retirement going? Well, I guess it just depends on what you're talking about, retirement. We retire from some things. We get more active with other things. We're busy all the time. You've been uh, super busy. Uh, what a, a great three-week run. Um, you're on. Uh, just completed another victory at the Funny Car Chaos Classic at the Texas Motorplex. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that went down. Well, you know, that was a crazy race. Um 
they did that for the first time last year, and they had 68 funny cars last year. This year was down just a little bit. You know, the world is kind of crazy and everything. They only had 57 funny cars this year. Um, That's we, amazing. Uh, it, it was. It's just amazing. Um, they actually did on Thursday, they got us all out on the track and did a photo op with wow. every single one of the cars on the track with the bodies flipped up and everything. It, it looked just like Orange County Raceway in 1972 or something like that. Wow. Pretty cool stuff. But, uh, yeah, we, we qualified in the, the A field, so the, the way they do that is they break it into different fields. But number one through number eight qualifiers go in the A field. We qualified in the A field. We got to beat the defending champion first round, the guy that had won last year. We eked out a win over him, a .009 winning margin on wow. that deal. It was the closest race of the entire day. Um, pretty cool stuff. And then in the final, we were supposed to run a legit big show NHRA national event funny car, Brad Tuttle and the Nitro Bandit. And they had tore up a bunch of stuff in their semifinal win, changed motors twice trying to make it to the final, and they couldn't get it fixed in time. So we got a single for the final. Wow, that's phenomenal. Uh, you have 1977 Corvette Nostalgia Nitro Funny Car, 4,000 horsepower. Um, I joked about retirement. Um, clearly, your reflexes are still really, really good. Well, it seems that way because actually <laughs> we, 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 we've been working on the car's reflexes too because right. uh, this car is interesting. It, it doesn't react as well as most cars I've driven. Oh. And my, uh, my car chief, Troy Hamby, and I have really been working hard trying to make it react. We caught a .041 reaction time in that first round run against the defending champ. Wow. I go .051, 100 slower, I lose the race. Um, so we were really thankful for both the car and me having pretty good reflexes. That's absolutely phenomenal. I want to talk also about the uh, the March meet in uh, Famoso Raceway in Bakersfield. Um, that That's a big event as well. Uh, you went out there and won that thing too. Um, I mean... What are, what are you doing in life? I need to get a little bit of whatever it is you're doing. Well, we thought we were on a roll with some some luck at da- Dallas at the Texas Motorplex, yeah. you know. But Bakersfield, honestly, we ripped their throats out. We wow. were the class of the field there. We were the best car in every session. And, uh, you know, for me, being the history buff I am about yeah. drag racing and racing in general, that was that was important to me. That was the 67th annual March meet at Bakersfield. I had never gotten to race there. I'd been out there helping people and hanging out and watching, but this was our first time to actually race, and uh, to win that race was pretty special. Well, and it, one of the best shots is actually uh, you with your grandkids, uh, Texas Motorplex. I mean, what, what's it like to uh, uh, look at the uh, next generation you know, after you, I mean, your daughters, you know, drag race, all kinds of other racing, um, did a great job. But but now seeing the, the grandkids, I mean, just chomping at the bit. And they are chomping at the oh, bit. Absolutely. You have no idea. Jennifer told me that literally every day this past week, they have had the Texas Motorplex set up in her living room, <laughs> and they've been running races, complete with scoreboards, timing towers, center lines, you name it. And I got a call on uh, Thursday night. Sean calls me. I, I see his name on the phone. I say, hey, Sean, what's up? He says, Connor wants to talk to you. And Connor proceeded then to then tell me that it's time for a junior dragster. So we have, <laughs> we have a field trip planned, Albuquerque Dragway, on the 10th of April to go really seriously look at the whole junior dragster program. 
Well, one, that has really seen a lot of growth in the last two years. There's a lot of good competition there. Uh, of course, you know, your daughters came up through the junior dragsters uh, to a full-body dragster as well. Uh, but that's a little scary for the field. Well, I don't know about it. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. You know, I've been, I've been kind of preaching to, to Connor saying, you know, you lose more than you win. It's not easy. You're, you right. got, there's a big learning curve to it. And he listens and he does a great job. He really understands that. But at the same time, Sean mentioned to me, he says, well, you know, everybody he looks at, is pretty successful. I mean, if you look at his grandpa, Jim Guthrie, yeah. Jim's been whipping him up in the Miata races. Sean's been yeah, whipping up. the doors off me. Right. right? I mean, he, yeah, Jim's very successful. Sean, of course, was successful. Jennifer was successful. And so uh, we, we definitely are going to have to work on the reality part of it. Right. Well, I mean, you, one thing I've always loved to be around you is, is also your humility. Um, and I think some of it, you know, goes to the fact that you've got that historian in you, too. You know, so you know that there's there's always people that have done better and there's always people that have done worse. And, you know, you have a really good perspective of that. And I think that your respect for the past will probably help that a lot. Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty excited about the whole deal, i got to tell you. <laughs> I mean, you know, we may just have to, like, retire the cone hunter funny car and start the cone what? hunter junior drag start no I, i'm joking yeah, yeah, I well, there, there's no plan for that okay this is on the record that he said that three years from now he'll have something else so okay go ahead you were saying yeah well i mean you're right three years from now i might have something else <laughs> right absolutely well I, I i was just curious um you, you have been successful you, you do it in a very methodical way what would you say is kind of your your secret to success? What's what's the secret sauce in there that that you do that really helps you be successful? Honestly, it's just like any other business. It's good people. I've surrounded myself with good people. My crew is just unbelievable. We are always there. I mean, I mean that was what how we won the Dallas the Dallas races. We were there. The other guy wasn't. Um, right. They tried their best to fix their car. They weren't able to. Um, we were up there every round. Troy Hamby does a great job. You know, I've got I've got Wes Swinford and Mike Irwin and Sean was there helping and Stephen Carrer and Rachel, and they all do a fabulous job. And and I have to go back to Jake Sanders, my buddy in Brownsburg, Indiana at Snake Enterprises. He's the guy that set up the car originally. He taught me everything I know about running nitro cars. I joke that probably not everything he knows about running nitro cars, but everything I know. Right. Well, and I think you're also um, a really good listener, you know, I mean, because you do pick up on, on things, uh, your attention to detail, um, and uh, and yet at the same time, I, I do appreciate the fact that, that you're approachable, that you do understand, you know, kind of the, uh, the fun aspect and the family aspect, so... I think you're a great role model for um, for people out there. Uh, what's next for the Cone Hunter? So we're gonna we're gonna sit out here for a few weeks. We've got a our next date is May 21st at Bandemir Speedway in Denver. We're doing their Night of Fire and Thunder. Um, the Bandemir family has been fabulous to me over the years. They've brought me in for that program several times. Uh, this year there'll be four nitro funny cars, four nitro nostalgia top fuel cars, jet cars. It's an extravaganza for sure. Well, that's fantastic. And of course, we can keep up with you on uh, on Facebook for that. Absolutely, Cone Hunter Racing. That's that's tremendous. And so, uh, tell me a little bit about um, kind of 
you know, I mean, you talked a little bit about the team, but uh, tell us a little bit more about the car. Well, you know, the car is, is, it's got the nostalgia body on it. It's got the 78 Corvette body on it. And that's because I like nostalgia. <laughs> I like history. And, uh, but underneath it's, it's pretty contemporary stuff. I mean, you know, same blocks, um, as the big show nitro cars on TV run. Um, cylinder heads are the same ones they ran maybe 20 years ago. Um, uh, it's got pretty much very contemporary type powertrain on it. Um, and in fact, you know, and, and the performance shows, we ran a best over there in, in at the Texas Motorplex of 3.72 for the eighth mile at a top speed of 202 miles an hour. If you extrapolate that out to a quarter mile time, that's a mid 5.6 at probably somewhere in the 255 mile an hour range, something like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not high tech, you know, drag racing at that level is not really high tech. We still use mechanical fuel injection, not the electronic that is so prevalent in, in the radio racing and stuff like that. Um, but again, the history part of me likes that. Absolutely. So talk about the setup difference between, uh, Texas Motorplex and Bandamere. So the biggest thing, um, is you can't get enough air up in Denver at, at Bandamere. I mean, last year, we were running in about 7,200 feet of density altitude, whereas at Texas Motorplex, we were down around 1,000 feet of density altitude. Um, and so even if we pump the blower up there, we still can't get as much air, so we have to take fuel away because um, you got to keep the air-fuel ratio at its, at its optimal. And so you take fuel away, you add as much blower as you can to the thing, and you go out and run. I mean, last year we ran pretty darn good. We went a 5.83 at 240 miles an hour up there at, at Bandemir, which was pretty darn fast. I mean, the next quickest car at that event was a 6.09. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you uh, for the T-shirt for uh, me and RJ. We really appreciate it. And uh, keep us posted, man. Hey, will do. I always enjoy being on the show. Thanks, David. You're welcome. All right. We've got a whole, a whole lot more coming up, including on the other side. We're going to be talking about the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride coming up um, May of this year. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque. This is A.J. Almendinger, driver the number 16 Chevy Camaro for College Racing. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. I want to thank uh, RJ for his uh, camera work today. He's going to try and get us all in here, but uh, I am so thankful that COVID is over because we've had like guests in the studio. We've had all kinds of things. It's like it's like the old days, man. Uh, Mike, 
How you doing? Another great event coming up. Good morning, David. I'm doing great. I'm glad everybody's uh, uh, up and awake and listening to your show, and, and thanks for having us. We're doing good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Hey, on Facebook, they can watch it whenever they want. They don't have right. to be up with us. And, Troy, thank you for coming in this morning. You're thank looking, you for having us. You're looking yes. quite dapper. I'm trying to keep up with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, but you're doing a good job with the stash and the whole bit, man. Yes. And so people on, on Facebook can, uh, can check it out. Uh, the listeners... I, let me describe it. It is awesome. It is a classic with a little bit of turn up. Yes, so yes, there sir. you go. Yes, sir. All right. The Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. This is a national event, but this is the New Mexico event. Tell us all about it, man. Sure. Sure. Thanks. Uh, so the Distinguished Gentleman Ride is a global effort to raise awareness about men's health issues, things that people like guys like us don't usually talk about. We hate it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this has been going on since 2012, and it's a global effort. It actually uh, was originated in Australia, and I've had the pleasure of doing Zoom calls with those guys. They're amazing. So they just had this idea, and they're like, hey, let's do this, like dress up dapper vintage and get the, the, the motorcycles out, and let's, let's, let's make some noise about men's health and, and make it a, a fundraiser. And it's been phenomenal. So I've participated. I think this is my fourth year. Troy's been in for a couple of years. Uh, they have a spinoff event called the Distinguished Gentleman's Drive, which we've started participating in. But here in New Mexico and Albuquerque, uh, Troy and I are, are part of the of the host ride host team, and uh, we come today to talk about registration being open. So if anybody wants to learn about it, they can go to distinguished. I'm sorry, gentlemansride.com. And click through all the information. You can find all the rides all over the world, the stats from the Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico um, functions. Last year, we broke some records on participation cool. and fundraising. Yeah, it's an awesome event. We invite uh, all riders to come out. There are some there are some requirements. It is a themed event, so we take it pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you got to wear a helmet. You got to register and sign the waiver. But man, we have a blast. We really do. So, so Joy. Uh, Troy, talk about uh, registration, um, and and I mean, we mentioned that you, you need a helmet and stuff like that. Yes. But but what kind, what kind of bikes? I mean, what kind of different riders and stuff do you get? It's open to men and women, right? It, it's open to men and women. So uh, distinguished gentle folk is kind of the gentle, the, the yeah, thing. Gent, gent folk, yeah. yes. And um, it, it is open. Uh, any if you're on two wheels, uh, you do have to go through the registration process. It's pretty simple. You put your name, your information, which city you want to participate in. Uh, from there, you will put your motorcycle in and then kind of go from there. Uh, we will, of course, once we get closer to it, um, hopefully we have another opportunity to talk more about how things are going to be set up. But it's a really pretty seamless, I would say, maybe take five minutes to register. When it comes to the ride itself, uh, we do ask everyone dress up uh, right. as gentlemanly or gentle folky as you possibly can. <laughs> and, it just, and it just brings, again, more awareness to, hey, why are these people all dressed up on motorcycles uh, type of thing when we bounce around town. So it's a, it's a very simple process. Uh, the nice thing about it, um, as, as we're talking about, as Michael's talking about, is it is a fundraising thing as well. Yeah. So when you set up, you're able to share your, your link, your page to Facebook, Instagram, uh, copy a link to your uh, text messaging, etc., and people can donate towards it. The donations are all tax deductible. Get a little nice little certificate there. And then um, if you do donate, if you're the highest earner in the world, you can actually win a motorcycle. 
It's a Triumph motorcycle. And there's, uh, I think, the top yeah. three uh, wins prizes. They won different prizes. And I think maybe the top two, they win a bike or something like that. So uh, there's a lot of good incentive. But, of course, the best incentive is that it's for men's mental health and men's prostate health. Again, we all think we are okay when right. a lot of times we're not. So it's just bringing that awareness and bringing that uh, to the forefront of everyone's mind there. Yeah, I think that's a sign of our lack of mental health as men, you know. We, we think that uh, we're indestructible. Exactly. I mean, uh, prostate cancer uh, is pretty serious. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, we, we lost Alan's senior 17-year battle yep. uh, with prostate cancer. Uh, proud man, didn't really want to talk about it, and I can respect that. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's it's not only for you, it's for your family, it's for your dependents. Exactly. It's for the other people. It's, you know, potentially the... Uh, uh, the birthday parties, the weddings, you know, all of the other special events that, that you might miss when a simple check checkup could help with that. Uh, but of course, there's also a lot of fun involved, and so just give a little tease, yeah, of, of what it's the great. event's going to be. All right, so we get up at the crack of dawn, you get dapper, and you show up at a start destination, which we'll be able to disclose at a later date. Yep. Everybody comes in. We have about an hour. Um, to get registered, ooh and ah, and take pictures and get all amped up on coffee. And, uh, <laughs> you know all about that. <laughs> I might, I might, I might indulge in that. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, this year, because the rides become so big, we're going to, um, break it up into ride groups for traffic. Yep. And then we have a, a lead and a follow and we have these, uh, teams that are going to be like ride captains and things. And then we'll, we'll start departing to the, uh, rest destination. And then you'll get a chance to unload restroom break, refreshments, things like that. More photo opportunities, more spectacles, more great things happen on. And then we'll hop back on the bikes and then head to our end destination, which we can't announce, is going to be at the Albuquerque Press Club this oh, yeah. year. They are amazing. We walked in and we're like, hey, we're thinking about doing it. And they're like, no problem. We've done events with 400 bikes. Yeah, we'd love to do it. And we're like, whoa. so troy's actually a member it's a social club uh it's a non-profit they do really great things and the facility is amazing it's like this ominous um lollipop loop behind the park hotel and it's it's got this vintage like multi-room tiered thing it's just got a real cool vibe with big fireplace and all this cool stuff so we're super jazzed about that so that's going to be um, an end gala or reception that's open to the entire city. So we're going to have food trucks there. There's going to be supporting sponsors like Law Tigers of New Mexico. We're in conversations with Pro Rider. Of course, we have our local motorcycle dealers that are involved. We've got Motopia. We've got um, BMW Motor as a big sponsor this year. They're stepping up big. Uh, we're working on locking in musical entertainment. Cool. And then, of course, they do craft uh, adult beverages and cocktails inside the club. We'll have to keep the alcohol inside. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's a great event. Um, it's it's hard to explain. Pictures, mm-hmm. you know, follow us on um, on Facebook and Instagram, um, New Mexico Motorsports. Uh, I'm sorry, New Mexico. Motor events. <laughs> Motor events. Right. Is, uh, I haven't had enough coffee. Is, uh, <laughs> is, an, is a sponsor as well. So yeah. we're publishing a lot of that. We'll be posting this broadcast along with our other brands. But, yeah, so it's Sunday the 22nd of May. Wow. So registration's open. So it's coming up. It's so, going to be right around the corner. Yeah. What, what's the most vintage bike you've had? 
Oh, it's insane. People pull stuff out of the woods. I mean, that Indian. The Indian, yeah, um, yeah. We had a gentleman. 27, maybe? Yeah, 27. And wow. it was a legacy vehicle, meaning that it used to be his father's. Yeah. Wow. And they did like this three-generation rebuild. It was amazing. Beautiful bike. And wow. he's a uh, Tony. He's he's done it for a He moved away. Um, he's done it for a couple of years. But, yeah, it, you know. I want to talk about the elephant in the room. People say, oh, it's just finished bikes. Those guys were that. No. Okay. We have <laughs> never turned a bike away. Mm-hmm. You can get turned away for not wearing a helmet. Yeah. And if you show up in flip-flops and shorts and a cut-off T-shirt, you can't come on a ride. Yeah. Because we had to sign an insurance policy right. for the global entity. So this is about, number one, fundraising. Number right. two, the event. It's a themed event. And then number three, you know, be on a motorcycle and be safe. But yeah, we're, we don't shun anybody. We've seen all kinds of bikes. The, the entity, the organizing entity global wants it to be themed, um, for vintage motorcycles, choppers, bobbers, scrambling. They have this whole list, scooters, all this stuff. Right. We have enough of those bikes to make it a great event. But if you happen to own a Harley bagger and you're going to get dressed up and be there at eight o'clock in the morning for registration, and and you're wearing a helmet and you're cool, man. We're happy to have you. Yeah, well, I want to see um, somebody dressed up like you guys on a ninja on, on a new I, bike. I cannot confirm or deny that that has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I read between the lines on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of uh, great bikes, great enthusiasts, oh, you know, out there. This is a perfect reason to just get out and ride too, right? Right. You know, and yet at the same time, uh, you're helping some some worthy causes. Uh, I mean, uh, Troy, how did you hook up with this guy? <laughs> so, uh, fun free story. coffee, free coffee. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I actually, I am, uh, I've been riding most of my life, but I finally got my first motorcycle. The, uh, wifey finally, um, I would say authorized. Yes. Kind of, I'm not allowed authorized, to. um, more of a ask forgiveness better than permission <laughs> type of thing. But, right. uh, so I started riding and I've always dressed nice, um, in my business. I'm a realtor here in town with the local group, Navigation Realty Group. So it's, we've always kind of been, that's our, my theme. I was like, oh, I might as well do this with motorcycles. So I was at Russ's Gold and they brought this up. I was like, oh, that sounds up my alley. That's pretty cool. Right. And I showed up, um, I actually knew about it the week before and, uh, was able to just, just like, okay, let me just get a lot of donations. And I was honored with everyone's help to be the lead uh, fundraiser last year. Wow. And so they really kind of just sparked everything from there. Then Michael and I have got been connected since, and and now the rest is history. And we're excited about this year. And May 22nd is going to be a fun day. And uh, hopefully we can even break more records than we did last year. Sounds great. Hey, uh, Mike, take us home. All right. Uh, where, where do we get the information? So you're going to go to gentlemansride.com to find out all the global information. Then you drill down. It says find your ride. You drill down to the country, the state, and then city, and you find us. So that's gentlemansride.com. Registration's open now, Sunday, the 22nd, May. So it's it's on. Let's do this. Let's get dapper. Let's uh, raise awareness. And we're going to start making a bunch of noise, so you're going to see a lot of content coming out. Awesome. So 22 May 22. Yeah. Yes, sir. Sunday. All right. That yeah, should be easy to it. remember. Yeah. Hey, nice. thank you guys for thank coming you. out and uh, thank you for dressing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm wearing t-shirts. This you is my great, second man. t-shirt of the morning. You look great. Yeah. Thank you. Look great. Yeah. Hang out with you. All right. We Thanks got a for whole lot. Us. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. We got a whole lot more coming up on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Hey, 
driver of the 48-hour Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to Spencer Hill and David Slope on ESPN Radio 101.760. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 the team. Having a whole bunch of fun this morning. I mean, uh, it's great to have uh, people in the studio. Uh, like last week, we had uh, Jason Seal. Uh, who uh, played at the uh, the World of Outlaws NASA Energy Drink Sprint Car Race uh, down in Vado last week? That was uh, sponsored by uh, Hal Burns Racing, uh, Caleb and Caleb Sice and uh, David Burns on that. Uh, but uh, joining us now is Spencer Hill. How you doing this morning, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? First off, I got to ask you, how's the wrenching going? Uh, you, you gonna be ready for Vado tonight? Oh man, it has been uh, probably one of the longest weeks of my life, Dave. <laughs> we're we're finally ready to go, but uh, man, a lot of effort went in this week. A lot of late late nights. Uh, man, it's it's never easy, and this week was just one of those weeks that goes to show exactly how tough this schedule can be. I mean, obviously, all the drivers here in New Mexico, we all have jobs outside of racing, and uh, it, it's tough to do it when you're trying to make every event, and uh, I unfortunately had a couple issues that came up between motors and just trying to trying to get last-minute things together, but everything's good to go, and we're ready to head down south to Votto. Awesome. Well, let's talk about Votto. Tuesday night, uh, you had the circus in town. That's right, the World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Brad Sweet, 75th victory. You were able to catch up with him. Let's, let's throw that audio. Catching up with Tuesday night's winner here at Vado Speedway Park with the World Outlaws Nos Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Brad, first trip down here at Vado. Obviously, ended up great for you. What did you think of the track tonight and these fans here at Vado? Yeah, I think obviously Royal done a great job here. Uh, it's an unbelievable facility. Uh, you got suites and bathrooms and great concessions and you know a safe, great place to race here. So uh, hopefully we can you know you can build an event around this place. It seems like the fans really came out. And, and support the racetrack even with the, the weather being a little off. You know, I feel bad for him. You know, on a Tuesday night, it's getting cold in the wind. Um, you know, it seems as a motor, but uh, I still think a lot of people came to support it and had fun. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of potential here. So I'm excited to, to get the win here in our first visit with our Napa Auto Parts car. And, uh, you know, we're uh, excited to come back. And it's been well noted. First time in victory lane since Labor Day last year. How did your team overcome the doubts that come with having a dry streak like that. I know it has been that long, but in a lot of ways, like you mentioned, Victory Lane, it, it has been a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for us is we've been running good. Uh, we're still, you know, on top of the points. I mean, it'd be one thing if you're, I think, running 10th and 15th and really struggling. I think we'd all be, you know, really starting to question ourselves, but uh, we knew that we just need to get our car a little better, and I still don't think we're exactly where we want to be. Uh, you know, you got to have a good race car, and things change, and there's a lot of moving parts, so... Great momentum. Congratulations, Brad, and good luck as we move forward for the rest of the season. Thank you. All right, Spencer. Cheese. 
Could you believe the wind there? And, of course, they, they were ready to get out of there. So great job in catching up with Brad. Yeah, thank you. I, and it was a great show. I know that a lot of people kind of were a little bit sketched out going into the event. High winds throughout the entire day, 30 mile an hour. Pretty bitter cold compared to the day before and the beautiful day that we have today down there. But ended up being a great show for the World of Outlaws and really glad that they were able to have a successful debut down there at Votto Speedway Park. Like Brad said, such a beautiful facility, and every single one of those national tour drivers just had a glowing review about it. That's awesome. Well, let, let's play the audio from uh, Sheldon Hoddenchild. Down here with runner-up tonight, Sheldon Hoddenchild. Uh, Sheldon, tricky track tonight. I know that it was really, really wet for you guys. Hard to pass all night. You had a couple of really good opportunities there. What more did you need to get the job done tonight, though? I don't know if we need it anymore. just uh, had a really good car and... Uh, you know, took advantage of, of the lap traffic best we could and, and just didn't come out on top. Sometimes you'll have that and uh, try again next this weekend. Absolutely. And now you go into another swing as you move back east. A lot of momentum built with your team, though, right now, I know. Uh, what are you looking for in the next coming weeks to build on that and strive to continue that championship chase? Yeah, uh, just keep qualifying good. I think uh, you know, that's been our biggest struggle these last nine races. So uh, just keep qualifying, start up front, get some dashes, and uh, just top five all the races we can. Absolutely. We thank you for your time. Appreciate you coming down to Vado Speedway Park. Shelton Homchild, P2 tonight. So, Spencer, uh, tell me about the body language, because uh, I, I, I think that uh, he, he did a good interview, but I have a feeling there's a little bit more emotion in there. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things that I caught up with these drivers is, you know, they just, Dave, they are not happy unless they are in victory lane. <laughs> I mean, Sheldon Hunschild, he had a great day. Um, obviously, a really good points day, good bounce back, because he had some bad luck over during the California swing, but dang it. He was flat-out pissed off about second place. I, I was really surprised about that. And another driver uh, that I was expecting to see pretty happy after having some struggles last season and the beginning of this uh, was your third-place finisher, Donnie Schatz, who I also caught up with. Let's hear what he had to say. And now catching up with third place from Tuesday night's action at Vital Speedway Park, Donnie Schatz. Donnie, I know kind of a tough track tonight. Really, really wet, probably wetter than most drivers were expecting. Tell us about your first trip to Vital Speedway Park. Well, it, was, it turned out really good. I guess uh, we would like to have won, but, um, you know, the racetrack, you know, we started third, we ran third, the first two guys we were there, you know, we got the traffic, we had opportunities, but, um, you know, all in all, it was a good night. It's, a, it's an awesome place. Uh, it has a lot of character. Uh, you know, anytime you take a wing sprint car and you put them on something that's fast like that and going through, it's... it's uh, you're going to have conditions like that. It's, uh, it raced really well when we were here for the Wild West shootout uh, with the late models and the modifieds, but uh, I'm sure they'll do some things to try to make it a little better race for the sprint cars, but it was uh, all in all a great night. And you're one of the few drivers that have had any laps here at Final Speedway Park. Obviously way different animals than the late model versus sprint car here, but what was it like at least seeing the track beforehand? Was that a huge benefit to you? I can say I'll probably hear from someone that it was a benefit. I don't know. We race a... Uh, across the country 100 nights a year with different cars and various disciplines of racing so um, you know it, it, it's uh, each racetrack is its own unique um, animal and this place definitely has some unique characteristics but uh, we didn't win so it must not have been too big of an advantage on all solid effort p3 for donnie shots uh, that was fantastic uh, 
Uh, he didn't. He didn't like the fact that somebody else might bring up the fact that that he had a little bit more information on the track. Yeah, and you know that's why I didn't really want to bring it up at first because yes, he's seen the track, he's walked the track, but that's about the only advantage I think that Donnie Schatz had on Tuesday night because there is literally about zero comparison to a super late model to a sprint car. I mean, they are just such different animals that. It'd be very, very difficult for a driver to have any sort of advantage hopping from one to the other. Of course, maybe unless you're Kyle Larson, but he's great in anything, right? So, Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to Donnie Shots, though, down south, uh, really good naturally when it comes to new tracks. I expected him to do well. In fact, coming into the weekend, my two picks, at least for the top two, were Brad Sweet and Donnie Shots. Shelm Honchild, he was able to cowboy up there on the cushion when it counted tried to dip down there in traffic, actually claimed the lead right around the halfway point for just a corner, but Brad Sweet was able to maneuver his car back around underneath him and take away that position and eventually pull away for the race win on Tuesday night. But like I said, great show, great event, and the stands were very, very healthy for not only a Tuesday night, but for a pretty chilly one at that. Hey, thank you for coming on, man, and uh, thank you so much for going down there and getting those interviews. That was awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on and really looking forward to making my debut for the season down there tonight. Awesome. Well, that was, uh, that was Spencer Hill racing uh, tonight down in Vado in the 77 uh, Grammys Kitchen Special. I don't know. He could, he could tell you uh, all of that stuff. But I will, you know, I, on the out, I want to throw out there, uh, Formula One going to Vegas in 2023. Um, I mean, talking about the circus going to the circus, that that is going to be quite a show. I can't wait to see that. Um, I can't even. I don't even know what you compare that to. But when you look back, I mean, Formula One when they were bought by Liberty uh, Liberty Media, you knew there was going to be some changes. This year they're coming to Miami. Next year they're going to add um, Vegas, and so it's going to be it's going to be quite uh, quite a festival there. Would that be something that you would go out to Vegas to see, RJ? If 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 I was playing, a tr- I mean, I would I would go out there for sure just to see the spectacle. And I saw kind of the layout where right. it's going to be around. I mean, it's going to be around the strip and everything. That's what they want to plan out, and it's just going to extend a little outside. But it's going to be everything in the center. I mean, it just seems like an amazing thing to go see. You know that that reminds me. Either it was a movie or Formula One has been there before because I seem to remember something around the the fountain, the Caesar's Palace fountain. But anyway. We got a, another show coming on next week, and we thank you so much, RJ. Thank you, uh, and uh, Dan. Thank you so much. Uh, next week on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, one hundred one seven, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you're into it, we're into it.